0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Prohibited by Law. See terms and Conditions, 18+. Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to President, Patriot or Puppet. Now, we've got so much to talk about today. I'm going to get right to it. While the four branches of government are crammed into three names, legislative, which is the Senate and the House, executive, which is the President, and judicial, which is the Supreme Court, the fifth branch, that is not published are the american people who are the real boss while the fifty states uh, constituent uh, and constitute the united states uh, and uh, each state has its own rights per the founding documents the voter is still the boss progressives realize this most for they have been doing everything in their power to dumb down society, starting with our school system. People, and that's for the past hundred years, and they're doing a really fine job of it, by the way, and uh, the new system of uh, governing kids we'll be talking about probably on another program. People are easier controlled if they are ignorant, and who will simply begin to believe a lie that the real boss is the majority of the elected officials that is why they have done their best in slowly changing the word republic to democracy by stating to the low and form that the names are the same our founding documents are designed to limit government action in certain areas in fact when people speak about rights They're not using the term correctly, such as people don't have the right uh, uh, to free speech. What they have is protection from the excessive government interference and regulation of their speech. I wonder if it would have uh, anything to do with the government taking away a trademark, you know, of a certain team out there. Okay, free speech, back to it, brings me to this issue where a teacher told a student in her North Carolina classroom that he could be arrested for saying something bad about Barack Obama. The social studies teacher at the North Ronan High School in Spencer, North Carolina, told the student he could go to jail for speaking negatively about the president, but that it was fine to criticize Mitt Romney. A video that went viral captured the intense debate between the two, as the teacher demanded that Mr. Obama be respected, while the student insisted he had a right to share his own opinions. The video did not show pictures of the people in the yelling match, but you could plainly tell that the teacher was a black female. On the video, the teacher can be heard discussing with the students a report Mr. Romney, in 2013, Republican uh, presidential nominee, had bullied someone as a youngster. The 10-minute video uploaded to YouTube appears to be taken from a cell phone where only voices can be heard, and it does not show anyone inside that classroom. So, however, as the teacher, who is easily identified as a black female, explains The Romney allegations, the student asks, didn't Obama bully someone, though? The teacher responds that she was not aware of Mr. Obama being a bully. She begins to raise her voice, telling the student not to make uh, degrading comments. The student tries to reply, if you're going to talk about Romney, but he is interrupted by the teacher who starts shouting, uh, uh, n- stop, stop, no, the teacher says, because there's no comparison. He, Mr. Romney, is running for president. Obama is the president. The student, not satisfied with the answer, went on to say, if you're going to talk trash about one side, you've got to talk trash about the other. However, the teacher disagreed. She said, let me tell you this. You've got to realize this man is wanting to be what Obama already is, okay? She continues screaming, that's disrespect. Disrespect, you hear? The student contends that the teacher is the one being disrespectful to Mr. Romney. This uh, teacher, of course, is uh, uh, unrestrainable. She insists... That the, ste- the student follow her rule. The teacher cried out, you will not disrespect the President of the United States. The student retorted, I'll say what I want. She angrily continues encounters with, not about him you want. As the exchange went on, the student told the teacher that he had different beliefs than her and When he asked a question about Mr. Obama and bullying, the teacher got defensive and freaked out. Then he tries to reason with the teacher that plenty of people have talked badly about President George W. Bush. The teacher answered that the student needed to stop slandering the current president because people were arrested for saying rather poor things about Bush. Unconvinced, the student offers his viewpoint you would have to say some pretty blanked up, that's a a word I won't say, blanked up crap to be arrested. They cannot take away your right to have your opinion or your freedom of speech. They can't take that away unless you threaten the president. The teacher demands to know whether the student was aware the police Do not always read Miranda rights when a person gets arrested. The student responds, well, I've never been arrested. After some minimal discussion on how government officials sometimes say negative things about presidents, the teacher made her case that negative comments about Mr. Obama will not be tolerated inside her classroom. Some school officials who have reviewed the video say they will not share the teacher's name because it is a personal matter. The woman has not been removed from the district. In a statement to the uh, Salisbury Post district spokeswoman, Rita Foyle said, this incident should serve as an, an education for all teachers to stop and reflect on their interaction with students. Political analyst Michael Bitzer told the news agency that he was not aware of any arrests of people for negative comments they may have made about Mr. Bush. He said, I think what this broke down to was a perceived personal slight by an instructor against someone she sees in a positive view and things just went out of control from there. As always is the case. The Obama liar-in-chief, Muslim-in-chief, will get no respect on this radio program. Private info is not private anymore. Snowden warned us, and he was castigated in the court of public opinion. Privacy is one issue not on the media's front burner unless it comes to Lois Lerner and her emails proving that she targeted conservative groups. Impeachment of Obama for his release of five terrorists is a current topic all over the media, and we will uh, participate in the discussion a little. Hillary has been all over the media with her new book, Blaming Everyone for Her Failures. Her book, Hard Choices, is full of lies, and we will do our best to point them out, including her part in the Benghazi cover-up remember when the left said Bush lied people died about the George W. Bush administration and the Iraq war President Bush and everyone else in the American government and every intelligence community made the argument that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction and Saddam intended to use them against America When those WMDs were not found, the anti-war protesters came out of the woodwork claiming that Bush lied. Fast forward to Obama's Arab Spring and the Benghazi terrorist attack that resulted in the deaths of four Americans. Did Obama knowingly lie to the American people? Recently, declassified documents occurring concerning the Benghazi terror attack shows that the Barack H. Obama administration knew from the beginning that the terror attack had nothing to do with a badly made YouTube video about Mohammed. Then-Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta and General Martin Dempsey apparently had a pre-planned meeting with President Obama that day where they could uh, have briefed the President on the situation of Benghazi. The Senate Intelligence Committee has released a document that seems to indicate that the Benghazi terror attack was preventable. Those four Americans who died could have been saved if the Obama administration did not try to push their false narrative to hide the facts from the American people so Obama would have a better chance of getting reelected. Trust in our government is a ridiculous statement to mention only one. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Susan Rice were complicit in orchestrating one of the greatest cover-ups in the American political history. When all is said and done, people will look back on the Benghazi scandal the same way they do Watergate, the Pentagon Papers, and the Iran-Contra. Delusion, lies, denial has left America at the precipice of annihilation. The average American does not understand the economy and why it is not good for business, which is why there are less jobs and that the falling dollar and the Fed printing money to falsely pay interest on the huge and mounting government debt, which has doubled under Obama and is the reason for not only their hard times, but it is also responsible for the pending doom which will be created when the dollar is no longer the world's reserve currency and we can no longer print money. The the very reason for my hosting an international radio program, hosting my LinkedIn group and and the political conservative objective and all my other media involvements are my attempt to educate people before it is too late, which some pledge is already at that point of being too late. I, on the other hand, believe in my country and that men in our government are involved in the destruction of America from within. India has found a way to prosper economically by ignoring the government, and even if the government considers legislation, it is viewed as obviously uh... only advisory do you see where obama's executive orders should be filed now india japan china south korea russia germany arab emirates and many other countries have agreed to not be bound to exchange goods using american dollars we seem as a country to be in denial as to the implications of these laws and policies which only expand government and pile on more debt. Whether we are viewed as a free country with authoritarian uh, inclinations or uh, authoritarian nation with free aspirations or some other hybrid definition, we are clearly not what we once were. Yes, I have my methods to stop us from hurling over the cliff but naturally they are tough there are two kinds of people in the world those who control money and those that are controlled by those who control money in 1913 the slimy politicians at the behest of the biggest bankers in the country created a private central bank that has since controlled the currency of the United States the Federal Reserve the last century has been marked by the uh, methodological looting of the good working middle class by the bad Federal Reserve and bankers and supported by the ugly Washington DC politicians. The government began keeping official track of inflation in 1913, the year the Federal Reserve was created. The CPI on January 1, 1914 was 10.0%, and the CPI on January 1, 2011 was 2202 Now this means that a man's suit cost $10 in 1913, would cost $220, uh, today a 2,172% increase in 98 years. This is a 95.6% loss of purchasing power of the dollar. The average American does not understand the insidious nature of the central bank-created inflation. It makes you think you are wealthier while you are driven into abject poverty. The Federal Reserve and the politicians have pulled the wool over your eyes with lies and cover-ups and corruption. When Obama stands before you, on any stage and states that is simply not true for whatever statement he is rejecting today you should feel like throwing the cow manure he's standing on right back at him everything Obama has done in his first uh, five and a half years has been detrimental to the US economy from Obamacare to the stimulus package to the physical cliff issues They all are economy killers. The virtue of hard work is no longer uh, universally held by people in the U.S. The current thinking by the administration and the Democrats in Congress is that it's time to take money from the people that have an abundance of it and give it to the have-nots, which destroys their will to work and achieve and destroys their self-respect. Saul Alinsky, the political thinker who seems to have had more impact on Obama than any other, was very clear in his most important book, Rules for Radicals, written for the have-nots. The problems with this are that the rich, or what the Obama administration says is rich, which are the not-so-rich middle class, want to keep what they have worked hard for and don't want to give it to people who may or may not have worked at all, who joyfully are living on the public dole. They want material wealth handed to them because they have been told that they are entitled to it, someone else's hard work. Now, these two groups will be on opposite sides of the question of capitalism versus socialism or much worse for eternity if we enact any more social welfare legislation. It is inevitable that our children and their children will have to pay the bill for the debts we are now creating in the name of social justice, fairness, redistribution of the fruits of your labor to the masses, and the policy of giving more to those who have less. If on this radio program we don't keep hammering home the truth of every issue, the truth will never be presented to the American people. With the November Revolution of 2008, which gave us one party rule for two years, the progressive Democrat Party saw their chance, and they took it. Within the two years it took for the people to realize they needed some balance in progressives, passed Obamacare, which effectively gives government control of one-sixth of the economy. They passed Dodd-Frank, which gives them extensive control over financial sector. When they couldn't push the cap-and-trade, even through the rubber-stamp Congress, the president imposed it, by executive order, when they likewise failed to muster enough of their own hacks to pass the DREAM Act, once again it was imposed by FIAT, my fellow Americans. The strong among us are awakened, and I offer as proof the leader of the Republican majority, Eric Cantor, just got unseated by what many call an unknown Republican, David Bratt. This is a sign that rhinos beware in November of 2014, and certainly you left-wing nutjobs, get ready to find a new scam to join, for you're about to be fired. I'm proud to have two strong Americans who join me on this weekly radio program. Let me tell you that two secret societies are especially important important for U.S. gangs as well as gangs around the world, both the Chinese triads and the Italian as well as the uh, Camorra Mafia have existed at at least since the early 1800s. Well, I am here to tell you that there exists today a more powerful gang of three than has ever existed. And that gang is called the DMM Gang. Yes, David, Mike, and Mark Gang. That is David Tippy, Michael Talley, and Dr. Mark Davis. And we are spreading the truth, justice, the American way around the world on this international radio program. And we are not politically correct. And I'm going to bring in first my friend and fellow co-host, Michael Talley. Give us your thoughts, Mike.
2: Good morning, gentlemen. Excellent lead-in. The story about the black teacher is uh, just an amazing example of blacks following, voting for Obama, because now he's black. They don't know what he's done. They don't follow any of his scandals. I even hear it on the Colwyn radio programs. He's black. They support him. Of course, before he was elected, he was black and white. But now he's just black, because that seems to apply. And it was really interesting, because these black teachers gone off, don't disrespect Mr. Obama. Never called him President Obama. You can say anything you want about Romney, because, you know, he's white. We know that. Doesn't call him President, it's Mr. Obama, which leads into the Common Core. These people are teaching our little kids, things that our parents can't help them with. I looked at the math that Common Core is teaching. Not only is it long and cumbersome, it does not make sense. I think that uh, one of the other topics is obviously the uh, the traitor, uh, Bird Dog, that was traded for the five Taliban people who said, See you in New York. Uh, now that we've captured, and the timing is incredible with Clinton coming on the scene, We've captured the, the leader of the Benghazi attack. Of course, he hasn't come out yet and said it was the video, but give him time. And I'm sure he's got it all worked out with Obama that, well, we'll trade you back as soon as they capture somebody else. We'll trade you. So don't worry
1: about it. You know, you're you're going to go. You heard Hillary say to uh, Greta Van Susteren that those five are not a threat to America. They're in Qatar. And she uh, Greta says to her... But wait a minute. Uh, Osama bin Laden was not in America, but he was a threat. And she just laughed it off and said, listen, if they follow the agreement, if they follow, if our enemies follow the agreement, did you hear, uh, you you just have to read between the lines with her. It's amazing how absolutely incredibly stupid she is. She is
2: an idiot. And she said, well, it's only a danger to Afghanistan and Pakistan. And she was Secretary of State. All this woman did was burn gasoline or uh, jet fuel, jetting around the country just like Curry does. And we have a perfect six-pack of idiots leading the country. And somebody asked her a question at one of her uh, friendly NPR interviews. And she said, well, you've got to buy, buy my book to find how I feel about that.
1: <laughs>
2: and, and then we got Lerner and the lost emails. Oh, yeah. Believe me, I've got several email systems. I've got it backed up. Nothing gets lost on a computer, especially the government. I'm sure if the IRS sends me a letter saying, "Well, you, you owe X number of dollars," then I'll send a note back saying, "Well, I lost that. Sorry about yeah, it. You know, go away now." <laughs> and then we got the uh, the Russians, who have just you know taunting Obama again. Russian yep. bombers flew close to California and Alaska. Not only the bombers, but they had refueling planes with them. You know, they're looking at Obama and just laughing at him, laughing at the country. It's just just, just
3: incredible. What are your thoughts, Doctor? Well, on on Hillary, her book is not selling well as it should because of her celebrity. Uh, It's fallen down the list on Amazon. So we know that. We know it's a bunch of lies and a blame game to other people as it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be her her platform for the 2016 election, which I don't believe so far it's going to be. She would look like much of a candidate in, in many people's eyes who would support her. In She was given softball questions by most of the interviewers, as we all know, except for Fox. They threw a couple of curveballs to her. Even they, on their most recent interview, were, were not... Uh, on the note. So Hillary Hillary's not uh so far a candidate in many of the Democrats are a lot of Democrats young who would like to be in that place and they may just be. Uh and also to speak speak of Romney coming back in two thousand and sixteen. I heard a couple of interviews on that. I don't know, he was on one of the Sunday morning shows explaining uh his positions on everything. So we have a big mix out there. For Lois Lerner the hard drives are gone. Not only is her hard drive been recycled. Six others that they subpoenaed are gone as well. Uh, I know they have tried to subpoena them, uh, but whether they're going to come forward with them or not, I don't know. But we know forensic, forensic uh, computer specialists can extract information from hard drives that have been washed. So uh, this, we're going to see how that works. How that works out. I, at this point in time, I'm very curious what's on those hard drives. Does it lead to the back door of the White House? For Bo Bergal, that's not the big issue, him being a deserter. If people would know thousands of soldiers uh, deserted in Iraq and Afghanistan over the time period that were there, they're making a big deal of him. What's the bigger deal is the terrorists, the five terrorists. They're our enemies. They're not going to follow any uh, deals that we made. uh, So I don't understand what that's all about. And Obama is stupid. They just released 12 more, by the way. You probably heard about this. So they're entering out uh, Gitmo, and Gitmo is going to be full of uh, hot air at the end of the the time. I think October, November, they want to get rid of everybody. So they're getting rid of these people. They're going right back into the field. In Iraq now, we have this insurgency that's been going on. The media has not been covering it up until a couple weeks ago, and they've taken over two-thirds of the country already. Everything that we did since 2001 has been undone. So what was the point of going there? 4,000 people were dead. So these issues need to be talked about. Obama's impeachment needs to be discussed. One of the re- uh, Republicans says we think we have enough votes to get him, but I believe they're waiting until 2014 election to pass because if they do it now, it to look like they're attacking Obama in many different ways, which may reconcile his base to get more Democrats to vote for whatever Democrats are out there running right now. So there's a lot to talk about today. You know,
1: Glenn Beck had it right. You know, all of the news media jumped down his throat and tried to make him look silly when he talked about, back in in 2011, that that the entire Muslim community wanted a Muslim state. They wanted to pour over the borders from Syria and Iran and make Iraq a Muslim state where they could conjured it together, and make attack plans for America. And he and he made that back in 2011, and now they're agreeing that, oh, Glenn Beck must have been right. You cannot imagine how much ignorance is out there. I don't know. I'm beginning to suspect, and I'm kind of like uh, uh, Dr. Davis, that maybe some of this ignorance is not ignorance, it's just plan strategy, when they don't talk about, look at the entire media not talking about things that the the Obama administration tells them not to talk about. They talk a little bit about it on Fox News, but just like that war on uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, everybody puts out their own two cents worth, and then they start pointing fingers at others who bring up the real facts. It makes no difference what we're talking about. There is a cover-up, but it's a united cover-up. I mean, we got George Soros and the like that own most of the, the television channels out there. I mean, good Lord, you who could watch MSNBC without vomiting? If, if they have two or three <laughs> listeners, they, they really need to be in a, uh, a watched nursing home so that they're brain can have time to either explode or try to reshape itself. It's incredible. There's not going to be a time where I believe that there is not a planned destruction going on. For him to come into office, him being the Obama in chief, uh, to start apologizing to the Muslim world for America, every strong American should have woke up at that point, but has not. It's taken this almost daily abuse of corruption, and they're they so accustomed to just saying it's not true, it's not true, or listen, don't pay any attention to that. It was a long time ago. How can the sheeple of this country sit back and just agree with them? I can't understand that.
2: Well, Obama's big thing now, him and Holder, are going after the Washington Redskins. Now it's the R word, like the N word. With the world's falling apart, it's on fire. He's playing with a trademark of Washington Redskins. He's He put an executive order out of saying that gays will not be disrespected in the federal government.
3: This boy is an idiot.
2: I mean, it may be planned
1: idiocy, but he's still an
3: idiot. I and heard the Redskins want to drop, word, drop the word Washington. Look at what he is. How
1: about the Benghaziates? I think that's it. Washington Benghazi.
3: <laughs> but I think the Redskins are going to drop the name Washington from their name because it's so disgraceful and embarrassing to them, and keep Redskins. And I don't blame them at all. I think that's what's going to happen. They're right south of me here, about forty forty-five miles, and uh... I it's unbelievable that they would do this. A two-to-one vote in some uh, esoteric committee—they're going to take it to court, of course. But that's neither here nor there. What's going to happen down the road? They'll still retain the name, but. People that sell hats and T-shirts will be able to make a bigger profit just because of that ruling. Well, I
1: it's think the U.S. U.S. Get patent and, down and Trademark and
3: Office,
1: U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, made a, a statement that, uh, yeah, the Washington Post, the agency has has uh, canceled the registration, calling the name disparaging to Native Americans. Oh, it's I'm telling you, what about? What's next? Uh, we're sorry. We, you have the right to this name now. The government has decided you do not have the right. I'm, I'm sick to death of people. Not the, not the idiots and the lawbreakers up there. We know they're, they're criminals. But I'm, I'm sick to death of us just sitting on our asses doing nothing. Uh, well, the three of us are not. We're strong Americans, and I'm proud of all three of us, and we're doing our job. But how can we get the the potent uh, formula out there to get the the lesser informed involved and say look this has gone far enough now even I understand even if we got the impeachment thing going that the uh, the senior chief in in uh, uh, Harry Reedville would not let it pass that's the reason would bring it down for a vote yeah he, he down he downed the uh, Senate to uh, uh, fifty one vote uh, thing, so he could actually uh, stay in charge. Uh, it's It's incredible. How we can't just put two and two together and understand this criminal activity is going on, and the, the seniors of uh, his right arm being uh, Reed and Company, Nancy Pelosi. and now i'm I'm just ashamed of of, of Boehner as I am Pelosi. I mean, he's he does not have a ball One, He has never stood up for America. He is simply going along to get along type of thing. He had yeah. Eric Cantor brushed in and ready to take his place, and the American people fired his ass. And I think that yeah. that gave a, a wake-up call, if you will.
2: Well, he's got to go. we got to vote this boy out. And, and Reed, what is he, a mouse? I mean, I can't even believe him. You know, Obama's next executive order. We're elected. They're elected.
3: Um, How dumb can people be? Obama wants to erase all the John Wayne movies where they refer to Redskins, and they're going to go back to the 1940s and 50s. That's going to be an uh, an executive order. Get get that word out of there. It's just—it's remarkable how he's trying to change the culture. This is an Orwellian way of making things worse as they did in, in the book itself. If you read the book, there was a Bureau of Information, and they would rewrite history, rewrite word structure. They had a language called Newspeak, where they would contract words. And this is exactly what the Obama administration is doing. He's taking the word jihad out. He's taking the word terrorist out. And what, we have a new language out there, workplace violence. This is nothing than like workplace violence where 31 people were shot. Uh, it's just amazing. How are we allowing this to go on? And no one appears to have any backbone in the Congress to go after him right now. Now Look at at the guy to uh, to garner
1: new uh, voters as the uh, uh, nation sees a never-ending stream of illegals crossing our southern border, aided and abetted by the Obama officials (laughs) who are sending them in droves to other states and giving them attorneys. Rather than sending them back home, Barack Obama will honor illegal aliens at the White House, uh, which he did on Tuesday. He reported that uh, being uh, bestowed on 10 young adults who are in this country due to the nation's laws being broken, each qualified for a program to defer deportation actions implemented by Obama via another abusive executive order.
2: Yeah. Oh, he well, likes this. He's he's gonna yeah. and force all these people into red states to change the demographics. That's why he all Arizona. Yeah. Arizona, Texas. He once turned them bla- uh, blue. Well black actually, but blue.
3: Yeah. I wrote an article called Desperation on the Southern Border. It went out about five days ago. I think some of the politicians were quoting it because uh, some of the sentence structure looked like what they were saying. But in any event, they allowed up to 80,000 children, just children, across the border uh, in the last year. Now the adults are coming in to be with the children as well, so one draws the other. Uh, and This is all orchestrated. The Border Patrol people are saying it's been orchestrated. The military in the area believes it is as well, and there's advertisements by the Guatemalan government, the Honduran government, the Mexican government, how to get across Mexico, how to get into this country, telling them that they're not going to be penalized, they're not going to be sent back. In fact, they're going to be enabled, which they are. Once they got into Texas, they've been dispersed to Arizona, Massachusetts, here in Maryland. Maryland got some of them as well. And my wife, who is a dentist, man, end up taking care of these kids. They need dental care. They need vaccinations. They need health care in general. They need to be clothed, hugged. So they their little kids. The little kids, seven of them five, six, seven years old, being sent over so the rocks and a little, they would, they little, don't, and don't a little bit of food and they are pushed into showers four to five at a time to clean them up. This is like concentration camp thinking i don 't know what the hell is going on in obama 's mind. He should be taken to task for this. No one in Washington is taking him to task for this, but the three of us will do it today well they won 't because he 's black that 's why he 's not being
2: no. impeached uh, every oh you 're racist if you don 't like Obama. And what he's doing, but yeah. he goes. Gaunting, we
1: have we relaxing. have a caller. Uh, we have a caller on area code two six seven. Let's see what uh, two six seven has got to say. Area code two six seven, come in. Good morning. Yeah, what's your name, sir? My name's Brian. Brian.
0: Um, you got something to add? I just, had add? Ge- I just had, yeah, I just had some general comments to add um, as far as the immigration goes. I mean, um, I think it's just very simple. Um, the business community. Um, just will not accept border security and wants an unlimited flow of cheap labor. And, you know, Tom Donahue, the president of the Chamber of Commerce, even said recently that uh, any Republican considering running for office uh, that's not in favor of uh, the immigration reform shouldn't consider running and won't receive any money. And you basically have a uh, a bipartisan cabal of people. Uh, They're not conservatives. They're not liberal. They're just for whatever is... Uh, will increase their profit margins. And since the Supreme Court rulings have overturned any kind of limits on um, uh, campaign finance, you've seen Zuckerberg, the tech giants, uh, you've seen Wall Street, you've seen uh, the Chamber of Commerce raise um, unbelievable, fantastic sums of money to ensure uh, that amnesty is passed. And granted, it hasn't passed yet but they've waged an unrelenting campaign to do it on the Internet, um, you know, in the news, uh, in terms in, for candidates. Um, so, you know, but that's, um, I, I would contend that it's a, it's a symptom and a sign of what our country's degenerated into, which is basically an oligarchy. And um, in the age of globalization, which these oligarchs have brought upon us, uh, what matters is, having an unlimited flow of cheap labor, and that which you can't offshore overseas, the cheap labor markets, you if you can't do that, you make sure you have an unlimited flow of cheap labor into the country. And the wealthy people get to enjoy um, cheap labor in terms of landscapers, maid services, you know, uh, you know, cheap people that might be building their homes, roofers, construction, etc. and the rest of the population has to pay for it when these people need medical care
1: or welfare or benefits.
3: Yeah.
1: But the the understood uh, technology here is is of course is the abuse of the people who understand the laws that they're breaking. All we need to do is enforce the laws. Have somebody with the courage to stand up and to say, if you work illegal aliens, you are going to not only pay for their deportation, you will pay a fine. You are you are breaking the law and that will be a, a, uh, a strike against you that you have broken the law. And I can't imagine anybody in their right mind thinking why someone would come across the border knowing they could not go to work. We have got to have people that are patriots that want to save this country and get away from those who understand how to use this country. And to use this country, you have got to abuse people. To give them something destroys their entire morality. When you, Lyndon Baines Johnson knew this when he started those entitlement programs. He secretly, the, the secret memos of his that were released, he knew he was destroying the black culture. He took away their incentive. And now it's as though, the entitlement is there and the removal like we were talking about many times on this radio program when they in that that uh... uh gentleman from uh, a radio station in in texas interviewed a black woman who had something around seventy to eighty thousand dollars a year of free things and she went through all of them and of course he was saying uh, are you teaching your children not to work? And, and she says that's going to be up to them, but they would be stupid to work when they're going to be paid not to work. So I'm saying the incentive to work has been removed and t- intentionally. There are black people who understand this and stand up and say it. Now, I'm not going to put on that list uh, somebody who should have been in the act with us trying to help america back in two thousand eight and then again in twenty twelve that doctor Carson. he speaks well looks well and all that kind of stuff but where was he when we needed him why is he so profoundly uh... for the united states now and and pointing his finger at uh... obama when he should have been on our side way back there dr mark you need to come in here
3: yes uh... Carson lives and works in the area where I am right now, very close. And he did not speak up when the legislation was signed in March of 2010, the Obamacare legislation. Not a word before or after, not a word through 2012 election. He comes in under breakfast in a meeting with Obama, and he puts a couple words out there because he wants to become senator. Not only that, he was retiring from John Hopkins, so he felt safe in saying these words up. I think he's a rhino. I don't believe in him. The Hopkins community has uh, diminished him, essentially. He was supposed to be one of the speakers at their graduation. They threw him out of there. So uh, we're not seeing the full Dr. Carson and exactly what he stands for. And I would never, ever vote for him uh, for anything. here. But being a blue state where I am, they would probably put him in as a senator or something here, for sure, if uh, some of the uh, people that have been there forever uh, retire. So that, 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 that's, that's much for the caller himself. The caller, I agree with most of the things he says, but it doesn't explain the children crusade uh, to bring more of these kids here. It doesn't explain any of that. We have a lot of cheap labor, a lot of people in unions are not working now because of the cheap labor, and I can't understand why the human, unions would support something like this, uh, the uh, no border crossing uh, that we're seeing right now. So, I think the
2: second part with the children and a lot of pregnant women coming over, anchor babies. Yeah. Their government has been directing yeah. people that when these people come over, find their relatives and get them to the relatives. Yeah. This whole thing is orchestrated by our golfer-in-chief, and it's done simply to overwhelm the system. There are people that can't get food now because the illegals, not undocumented, illegal immigrants... Drives me nuts. They say, "Well, the country was built by immigrants. How can you be against them?" We're not against immigrants. We're against illegal immigrants. Legal immigrants are really what built this country. That's fine. You're illegal. You're not undocumented. You're illegal.
1: Exactly. Law is law. Any more Uh, comments? Let me make this one first. Uh, If there is anybody who should be able to. that we should be able to point the finger at who's trying to destroy the word illegal. And that would be Jeb Bush, when he stood up in front of the American people in that interview and said the illegals uh, are really, it's not a federal crime that they did. They did it out of love. So when someone is trying to shed light on illegal being an act of love, this guy should be run out of this country. Now, caller, go ahead.
0: Um, I, I agree with that. But, but, you know, another thing to point out, too, um, you know, it's not just the welfare system. It's, you look at what illegal immigration done to, um, for example, people that work in meat packing. In 1980, total compensation was, I believe, between $16 $20 an hour for meat, people in meatpacking plants. That fell to $12 an hour. Um, uh, by 2004, Um, you know, you look at construction. You had that big um, real estate bubble. And during that big construction boom in states like Arizona, um, you know, wages fell by 2%, inflation adjusted. And, of course, it probably means it fell a lot more than that because the inflation numbers are bogus because they don't include food or energy. So, you know, uh, yeah, the welfare thing is part of it. But a big part of it, too, I'm telling you, is that uh, businesses want labor to be as cheap as possible. I, for example, in high school 20 years ago, I'm from the Philadelphia suburbs, and uh, used to, you know, we worked in wealthy, um, upper-middle-class neighborhoods, and there were very few landscaping companies 20 years ago, even in wealthy, upper-middle-class areas in the Philly suburbs. Now, within the last 20 years, that's changed a lot. And most of these com- companies employ illegal aliens. And if they didn't, then the people that own those homes would have to either have their children pay it Or pay somebody a higher wage than what they'd be willing to pay. So, you know, a lot of it, you can't underestimate the fact that um, the business community, uh, they want cheap labor. If the business community said tomorrow, we don't want illegal immigration with all the money that they have and all the resources, I guarantee you, we'd have border security tomorrow, but they don't want it. You referenced the 86 sum amnesty bill under Reagan. Part of the deal was supposed to be that there was going to be strong internal enforcement. And initially, they started doing it. And I remember reading a book a while ago that talked about this. In places like Georgia, these big agri- agricultural companies um, started getting penalized. And they started going to, their, um, to to the politicians in Georgia, the senators, the congressmen, people in the legislature, and basically said, you know, you've got to stop this internal enforcement. or We're not going to give you any kind of money for their campaigns. And when they raided the Swiss meatpacking plant, three, four years ago, they found that 70% of their labor was illegal. Now, according to the people that a- that advocate this, or the people that say that Americans are lazy, when they raised that plant and they lost 70% of their workforce, it should have been damn near impossible for them to find Americans to do the job. Instead, What they found was there were plenty of applicants, more than enough applicants. There were thousands of people applying for the job, and they were able to fill those um, spots, and no time flat, even though we do have this welfare state. So to me, the big thing is cheap labor. Business community wants an endless supply of cheap labor, and they have the money and
1: resources to put in place politicians that are going to support that. And that's what that's the reason. That is the very reason why people like us on this radio program are trying to justify the fact that we need patriots and not politicians in the areas of leadership, those people are not the ordained people who are going to dictate to us. We are the boss. We've got to remember that, recognize it, fire those who are not following the laws, who are breaking the laws on a daily basis, and who will reprimand with those people who are breaking the laws by hiring illegals. When that comes about, then and only then are we going to be able to secure the border, if you will. To secure the border now would simply be machine guns, you know, mowing the people down. Right now, we need to, to make the law of the land be enforceable. When the people try to enforce it in Arizona, they're told by the federal government, we're going to shut you down, don't. Uh, you don't enforce the law. You can't stop somebody and, and check to see if they're uh, legal or illegal. That's entirely incorrect. The boss needs to speak. The American people needs to come alive. And strong Americans under Actually, I think they're surfacing. And one of the key elements we talked about here on this radio program that shows us that strong Americans are awakening is that Eric, canter firing that the American people did and hired the patriot uh, Dave Brat. Now, I think we need a bunch of that, including Boehner down, and uh, we've got to get the Mitch McConnells and the, and the like out that are lipers who simply go along to get along because they're padding their pocketbook. Again, the caller is right. The big business wants something. They want regulation. Why do they want regulation? To keep out competition. The mom and pops, we don't, the big guy does not want competition. How does he keep that regulation? How does he keep regulation going? By contributing to his favorite politician and keeps him in his pocket. It's just uh, a square one, square two, square three. It's, it's really not complicated. It needs Laws need to be enforced, and we need to get people out who are breaking the laws. We've got the biggest lawbreaker in the world as president. He breaks the law and destroys our Constitution almost on a weekly or daily basis. It's incredible.
3: Does the paradoxical effect of this immigration, though, the established Hispanics that are here, And about 30% of them do not vote Democrat. They vote Republican, and that's in every election just about, because the new ones coming will displace them from work, and they know it. Okay? The other thing is Hispanics, they don't complain. They do the job. And a lot of Americans, if they had a union, would take two or three days to do the job that these guys will do in one day. I can prove that because we've had companies where we worked. that The Hispanics come in. They would put off a bunch of lights. They built my son's house, as an example, uh, through Ryan Holmes here. Uh, so they come in, do the job, and that's one thing about them. They'll take a lesser wage and they just won't work, where Americans have all these stipulations before they do the job. And that's a proven fact. And that's what the unions do. They denigrate the job where well, the uh, Hispanics enhance it. So they're going to displace whites and, and other people from jobs as long as they have this kind of methodology thinking.
0: Yeah, but I'd have to. i I'd like to respond to that, though, because that, 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 Yeah, they're very hard workers. Nobody's up yeah. in mind, yeah. and that's fine. You get the benefit of cheap labor, but it also means you get lower wages. So over time, people lose purchasing power. Yeah. You're, you know, people, the lower middle class, of well. the working poor and everybody else gets hurt and they have less money to spend and then they're going to need, you know, more and more people relying on the welfare state. I mean, you can't have it both ways. If you want people well. to work, you have to pay them a decent wage. Otherwise, you know, they're going to end up relying on the government. I mean, look, a lot of these illegal Hispanics work extremely hard. I admire them for that. Tremendous work ethic. And yes. I get why they come here. I have sympathy. But the reality is, no matter how hard they work, they can work 80 hours a week. And a lot of these jobs they have, guess what happens if they have an injury or they have a medical emergency. They go to the hospital, and you know what? They're still not making enough money to be able to pay for their own health insurance. So the taxpayer puts the bill, and the business gets the benefit of the cheap labor. So I'd rather deal with, um, quote, unquote, lazy Americans who might want decent, you know, working standards and wages and and all the rest of it, thereby keeping our middle class together and not needing as many people reliant on the welfare state and on government handouts. Yeah, but
3: you can't officially raise wages... Without merit, which Seattle did for fifteen dollars an hour, here in Maryland it's going to go to ten ten an hour. Meaning, with all the peripherals, it'll be fifteen dollars an hour, and that fifteen dollars Seattle wages twenty dollars an hour, which affects the bottom line, especially in supermarkets and places that have small profit margin. So I'd agree with you to a point, but I would not extend on that as much as you are doing that. Yes, they they pick up on the welfare system for sure. They are taking advantage of that, and they, they should have done something twenty, twenty-five years ago. There are over forty-three million so-called Hispanics here in this country now, more than Afro-Americans at this point in time, and a lot of them are getting uh, entitlements, as you say. So, uh, yeah, they, they're trending down the you know, the work ethic. But what the heck? We're leaving. <laughs> well, so it's already. It's already embedded uh, it into the system. It's not right, that Obama but we're we're Obama the just made of- it worse. We're we're leaving out the critical issue here. And
1: it's called free enterprise. Okay, stop telling me about the uh, what we should have for minimum wage and etc. Uh, we, we get rid of the illegals by you are not going to work illegals and here is free enterprise if this one company will hire you at five dollars an hour and to do a roof and some other guy really needs some workers and he hires you at six and then some other uh, guy needs uh, a worker and he's got to uh, up it to seven to get workers. That's called free enterprise. We do not want regulation to destroy our free enterprise system. We want free enterprise to work. It does work. It will replicate itself. It will keep everybody in the industry in a fair wage system because it's going to be competitive. You are not going to have something like a union, come in in free enterprise because a union destroys free enterprise.
3: Uh, Right-to-work states, that's the reason
1: that the the unions are dying today. Right-to-work states are the answer. And get out of the way of free enterprise and let mom-and-pop exist and stop letting the mega-business destroy their competition. That is free enterprise. That would make the answer come true, which is the answer being let's get back to being legal, and then let's not let the top uh, wealthiest in business destroy the small business in order to keep
3: out competition.
1: We need to... But how do you fight a Mark
3: Zuckerberg who throws billions of dollars towards amnesty, the amnesty that they want, the billionaires want, not the amnesty that will make some kind of sense to everybody in the entire system. It's very difficult to fight that. How does a, a person like me uh, go after a Mark Zuckerberg who has all that money? So what you're saying is correct, but he has skewed the competition away from the medium towards the wealthy, and the wealthy want what they want, and they're getting what they want, and the rest of us have to live whatever they're molding.
1: We're the boss. We need to fire them. We need patriots in place. We need to trade guarantees of the world to step forward. We've got to have back control of our government. We are the boss, the people. We're sitting here being uh, thrown a peanut here and there so that we'll sit here passive and not say anything bad. And. Here on this radio program, we are not politically correct, and we bring out the truth, and we launder it in front of them, and I guarantee you, I don't care if Benghazi happened a long time ago, or any of the other scandals, we're going to keep them on the front page, and let people understand that we need a whole bunch more of of the Eric Cantors to be fired in this world, okay, and some of them are going to be like Mitch McConnell and and uh uh McCain, et cetera. I mean, he's got I've, I had a little excerpt I wanted to play about him but we ran out of time. It's uh he uh, McCain was talking about the uh the uh Iraq and Pakistan border. <laughs> so, we we don't have a great deal of uh empathy uh for uh these liar-in-chiefs, and and his uh, deputy squad. And part of those are the rhinos that we need to really pay attention to. And, Mike, you haven't been saying anything. You better hurry it up. <laughs> yeah, a great conversation. I appreciate the
2: comments from uh, Brian uh, This, If this was any other president, he would have been impeached. I think hiding behind the black, the racist thing, is he's just such a divider-in-chief. He's got class warfare, race warfare, and everybody believed, all the followers of this guy and the Democrats and Libs, that he was going to be the person that could bring everybody together. Nothing has been further from the truth. And the comments on immigration, they're, they're all good comments. I agree with them. These guys are good workers, but we have to secure our borders. It's that simple.
1: Sure, and secure the borders would be easier if we enforced the laws. They don't even let them enforce the laws by stopping people down there. You, we've got to understand that laws are laws. You can't steal a car and get away with it for 15 years, and just because you had not broke any more laws, we're going to give you amnesty for that. No, they put your ass in jail. A law is a law. And for we somebody, don't need new
2: immigration policies. That, we need to enforce and, the ones we already have.
1: We're down, and i got to go. Guys, I'll see you next Thursday.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Dear President Obama, we, the
0: people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is freedom. The absence